Lock in and level up. Season 2 of the Positivity Report continues now. Let's get it. what's going on this is ryan wilson you're listening to tpr thank you for listening and thank you for tuning in before i get into today's episode if you're new to this series if you're not new to this series if you're looking for a way to reach me or find me one of the best ways to find me is on instagram at wilson ryan underscore underscore thank you and so as far as today's episode just like the title states this is a message to be heard by all and so pretty much in this episode, I am going to be revealing some truth, some shocking truth for a lot of people. This will be shocking truth. Um, I will be revealing some truth with you, you know, is pretty deep. And actually, this will really be the equivalent of for a lot of people of like when a child finds out that Santa Claus might not be real. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of what this is like. And so this truth that I'm going to reveal in just a moment is, you know, something that I deep down always knew of. However, I didn't have it all fully understood until I received really the final key. The final key is is a term called gematria. Yes, gematria, kind of like geometry, but gematria. You will see that the word gematria is written in the description of this episode, and you will see that the name Zachary Hubbard and all of the links to a lot of his work are listed in the description of this episode. And so the final key of gematria was taught to me and shown to me by Zachary Hubbard, does an unbelievable breakdown of gematria, and he is the one who discovered that this is really the code that the universe and a lot of the powers that help to create this universe also follow. So gematria is really the concept of coding words and letters into numbers and vice versa. And so again, this code of gematria, there's an organic side to it that the natural universe follows. And then there's actually a corrupt and manipulated version of gematria that goes along with this truth that I'm about to reveal to you in just a moment here. Again, Zachary Hubbard discovered and really put this code together and figured out how exactly the universe follows this code of gematria, again, gematria effect. So if you want to find Zachary Hubbard and hear him explain all this to you, then click the links that are in the episode description or go onto YouTube and search gematria effect sports. Gematria effect sports on YouTube is Zach's channel right now. He also has gematria effect news. So again, in this episode, I will explain everything because in a sense, I had been putting a lot of this together without even the numbers aspect, without even knowing what gematria was. And once I learned what it was, that was the final key and the final proof of evidence really that I needed and the final piece of evidence uh, to prove really what I deep down always knew. And in a sense, you know, I already spoke about a lot of this in episode 18, what really happened to Mac Miller. You know, I spoke about a lot of this and kind of deep down knowing that in a sense, a lot of things were amiss when it comes to certain things such as what I speak about in that episode. And so Gematria Effect Sports, Gematria Effect News on YouTube are Zach's current channels. The link to Gematria Effect Sports is in the description of this episode. The link to Zach's blog and his website are also linked in the description of this episode. So Zachary Hubbard will explain all of this with tremendous 
tremendous detail to you if you go to his channels, if you go to his website. He will use all of the numbers and all of the hardcore and hard proof that you need and the evidence that he needs and that we need to support this truth really about Gematria and really just the whole world and the universe. Zach will give you all of the numbers. I will briefly touch on certain numbers in my explanation of it. I will use Gematria to explain it a little bit in this episode, but you know, I will leave the Gematria and a lot of the numbers to Zach. You know, again, I kind of uncovered and discovered really a lot of this before even knowing about Gematria or even knowing the numbers. So the numbers are what give you the final proof and all the proof that you need. But in a sense, you can feel and understand a lot of this without even going into the numbers tremendously. So I will touch on numbers of Gematria in this episode, but then really moving forward, I'm going to leave a lot of that up to Zach to continue to speak about Gematria per se, and I'm going to, you know, speak about it in my own way. So a lot of the numbers and stuff and the Gematria in general moving forward, that's on Zach's channel. So by all means, pause this episode right now, go allow Zach to speak it to you, and he will explain everything with as many details, as many examples, as many proof and numbers that you need to understand all of this that I'm about to explain to you as well. And so with all that being said, if you're still listening to this episode, now I will give my explanation. I will reveal this truth to you and then give my explanation of it. Again, at any point, if you want more numbers, if you want more details, a different explanation, then click the links in the episode description. Go search Gematria Effect Sports, Gematria Effect News on YouTube or just on the internet and you will find all of the answers that you're looking for. And so thank you to Zachary Hubbard for explaining Gematria to me and to many other people. He's a truth seeker and a truth speaker. Uh, so thank you to Zach for that. Keep doing your thing, Zach. Thank you. Okay. And so with all that being said, if you haven't gone to Zach's page, if you're still here listening, I will reveal this truth to you. And so the truth and the shocking truth that I will reveal to you right now is that the truth is the NFL the NBA and all professional sports, the MLB and the NHL. Yes, the truth is that they are actually rigged, fixed and scripted every year for exact outcomes that they script and determine to happen. Yes, it's true. Yes, you heard that correctly. Professional sports, the NBA, the NFL, all of the Chiefs fans that just celebrated that Super Bowl win. Yes, it was scripted. It was fake. It was fixed. It was rigged to win. The Super Bowl a few years ago that the Eagles won that myself and many other people celebrated. Yes, that was scripted and fake and fixed to win the whole way, the whole season. So you're probably wondering, how can this be, bro? Did I hear that correctly? This dude is tripping. What? Yes, you heard it correctly. Yes, I'm not bugging out. That's actually the truth. That is what I believe to be true. And I will explain the truth to you and explain how it's all possible. I will give you examples. If you don't want to hear it from me, click the links in this in the episode description and allow Zachary Hubbard to explain it to you. And so, yes, you heard that correctly. Professional sports. And now one more piece of truth for you is that in addition to the sports being fixed, and fake and scripted. In addition to that, entertainment, news, and yes, politics also are in sync and in with this script as well and scripted as well to go along and be in sync with the professional sports championships and all of its intertwined and connected and all scripted together through the code of Gematria. Yes, the code of Gematria is what they use to script the outcomes and determine the outcomes of the games, the NBA, the NFL, the MLB, NHL, yes, all of them, all professional sports. And so in this episode, I will explain and I will provide examples using Gematria and not using Gematria, both explaining how 
sports and entertainment are scripted and rigged and fixed. I will give examples of both and exactly how and why this all takes place. As far as the news and the politics, I will briefly touch on both of those, perhaps in this episode, briefly touch on the news and the politics, but the sports and the entertainment are what I can provide factual and real examples and what I'm most familiar with. So the sports and the entertainment will be at the forefront of this episode, and then I will perhaps briefly speak about the news and the politics and provide a couple examples as well. And so again, you're wondering how how can this be? How is this possible? Allow me to explain a little bit further. And I will actually throughout this episode, really just keep asking yourself, really, are these coincidences? Um, because that's really the whole basis behind this is that pretty much through the news and through media and through all the programming that goes on with us with humans pretty much there's predictive programming so that we are pretty much predicted to believe that everything that happens is actually a coincidence really anything that's presented to us we just believe to be true no matter how far-fetched or ridiculous or perhaps untrue it actually is we just take it as the truth whatever we're presented with we take it as truth and we we just believe that it's a coincidence. We're programmed to believe that everything is a coincidence. So again, I'm going to go through a bunch of these sports examples first, and I'm just going to ask you, do you believe these are all coincidences or not? And you can determine for yourself. Okay, so I spoke about the Super Bowl, the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl, and how that was pretty much scripted and fake. Anyone that just celebrated that, unfortunately, yes, it was a scripted fake outcome for the Chiefs to win that all day. Did you also happen to notice that the same week as the Super Bowl was also Donald Trump, the commander-in-chief's, the commander-in-chief's impeachment trial. So it's interesting that in the Super Bowl is, you know, the Chiefs playing the San Francisco 49ers. Um, so again, San Francisco 49ers. So that makes you think of the Democrats that are, yes, trying to impeach the chief, Donald Trump. And again, this was the same exact week. This trial was going on the same exact week as the Super Bowl. So, okay, you know what I'm saying? Is that a coincidence? We'll get even deeper and we'll explain even further, okay? Another thing about this Super Bowl that I will mention in the San Francisco 49ers, again, you also have to remember that throughout the entire season, there was, you know, there was this speaking about the first female gay coach in the NFL on the San Francisco 49ers. So again, when you think of San Francisco, you know, that's pretty much a largely democratic type of state, you know what I'm saying? So now there's the first female gay coach on the San Francisco 49ers and they go straight to the Super Bowl. So again, ask yourself, is this a coincidence to me? You know what I'm saying? That was obviously scripted from the beginning of the season. They were going to the Super Bowl because to me, it's way too obvious. So, you know, ask yourself, is it just a coincidence that she goes straight to the Super Bowl? You know, ask yourself. And so really what I'm introducing here is that all of this is really in sync with each other, the Super Bowl and that impeachment trial. So the Super Bowl and sports and politics were completely in sync during that week of the Super Bowl. And again, the news is involved with all of this because all season we were reading about, you know, the first female gay coach on the San Francisco 49ers. There was even a commercial, I believe. I don't know if it was after the Super Bowl or if they were playing it before too, but she was on a commercial and she was on a commercial. You know, she possibly was on several. I'm not certain, but I know I saw her on at least one commercial. So it's all just part of the script and part of the narrative that is created and it's created by design and it's created purposefully. It's not a coincidence. It's not created by accident. This narrative between the politics and the sports 
coincidence and then it's pushed by the news media, it's not a coincidence or I don't believe that it's a coincidence and you can ask yourself, are these coincidences? And so to me, it was obvious that the Chiefs were going to win the Super Bowl and it was obvious that Donald Trump wasn't actually going to lose that impeachment trial and be impeached. So the Chiefs won the Super Bowl and then the Chief got off without being impeached. So that's the Super Bowl for you and that's what just recently happened. And I will definitely speak a little bit more about the Super Bowl moving forward. And so sticking with the same theme of the Super Bowl, let's go back a while. Let's actually go back to 2001 when in the United States, obviously this was the year that 9-11 happened, a national emergency occurring on 9-11. And because of 9-11 happening was the Patriot Act of 2001. And then literally from 2001, 2002, pretty much till 2019, who was the one team that you literally saw in the Super Bowl every single year? The Patriots. So right after the Patriot Act comes out in 01, for the next pretty much two decades, the Patriots are in the Super Bowl every year. And so again, that's by design and it's not by accident. I will speak more about the Super Bowl and then the halftime of the Super Bowl as well, because that's all important with all this, especially with involving the entertainment industry as well. So I will speak more about the Super Bowl and I will also speak more about the Super Bowl halftime show, because that is also where entertainment becomes intertwined and synced up and on display with this as well, showing that it's all connected. Allow me to move forward now with some of these other sports examples. And so before I get to the NBA, just one more thing about professional football. Also think about this. So the XFL just started back up. And who is the owner of the XFL? Who's behind it all? It's Vince McMahon, who is also behind WWE. So I just want you to understand that for a minute. Literally, the NFL is no different than the WWE. The NBA is no different than the WWE. These guys are faking and pretending it's real when it's literally fake. The talent is real. They all got the best talent in the world and they are playing professional sports, but the outcomes are fake and they're not revealing that secret to the world. So honestly, yes, what I'm saying is that all these people that play in these leagues, especially the people at the top, they know exactly what's going on. The LeBrons, they're all frauds. They're pretending it's real when it's not. Pat Mahomes, when he was flexing after those plays, like it's scripted, it's fake. You know what I'm saying? All these people they're frauds and they're fake. And so actually really to get back to this recent Super Bowl, something else I forgot to mention. So for all of you people that bet on sports out there, all of you sports bettors out there, if anyone happened to notice what the one prop bet was for Pat Mahomes, it was for his rushing yards. And I believe it was at 30 or 32 yards was the over under. And so everyone was thinking, yeah, for sure, he'll definitely get that, no problem. So everyone took the over, right? Did you happen to notice how the game ended? With consecutive, not just one, but with several consecutive kneel downs, Pat Mahomes ran five yards backwards and took a kneel. Have you ever seen a quarterback do that in your life? I've never seen that. And the reason for that, I hate to break it to everyone, is because he knew exactly what he was doing to pretty much screw the betters and mess up that line. So if you just want to sit there and say, oh, that's a coincidence, every other time a quarterback does a kneel down, they maybe lose one yard, if that. He did several consecutive kneel downs with five yards, I believe, and it put him under at, I think he went to 29 yards. You know what I'm saying? So ask yourself, for all you sports bettors out there, you know what I'm saying? I know a lot of people in New Jersey listen to this, you know, if you're a sports better, bro, think about it. Do you think that Pat Mahomes just did that out of instinct? Do you think that was what was natural to him? No, he was scripted and told to do that. That was obvious. And it's the same thing. So 
if you believe that Pat Mahomes would do that to screw all the betters, don't you think he would follow a script to win the Super Bowl? That's exactly the whole point. And again, just think about this. Watch the highlights. Go back to the playoff game before the Super Bowl where the Chiefs were playing the Titans. Go watch that Pat Mahomes run where he ran for 20 or 30 yards to the end zone and he scored the touchdown and then he was flexing after. Watch the missed tackles. They weren't trying to tackle him. They were following the script. It's so obvious. Once you, and I'll, I'll admit it, you know, I used to be an NFL fan, you know, up until this season, up until a few weeks ago, like this was the first Super Bowl that I watched with a clear vision and with a clear head and knowing that it was fake and scripted and it was so obvious. But before that, all of these games, until you see it through this different lens, until you actually take a step back and realize what's going on here, you won't even notice it. And I didn't even notice it, but go back and watch these highlights. When Pat Mahomes was running and those three or five Titans missed tackles, they weren't even really trying to tackle him. It was a script and it was so obvious. And then Pat Mahomes is flexing like a WWE superstar. So these guys, Pat Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, LeBron, Russell Wilson, all these people that I thought were really cool and that I actually looked up to, they're actually all frauds and they're all fake and scripted and I will prove it even more. So again, I just mentioned the WWE. Again, the XFL is back. So think about this. The owner of the XFL is Vince McMahon who also owns the WWE. So if you're watching the XFL and you think that that's not scripted and fake with fixed outcomes. Anything that has Vince McMahon's name on it is fake, dog. I hate to break it to you. So if you're watching XFL football and it's not apparent to you that it's fake and scripted, that's exactly the same thing that happens with the NFL. They do a very good job of hiding it and making it so that you don't realize it's fake, but watch the XFL, watch the NFL. It's literally the same thing as the WWE. Again, one more point about the NFL. When you watch these games, before the game comes on, it shows the NFL logo and it says the following is a presentation of the National Football League and then after the game it says thank you for watching the presentation of the National Football League. They are presenting the product to you, the best possible product, with the most drama, with the most comebacks, with ridiculous plays. I will explain more. If you've stuck with me this long, keep hanging with me. I will explain further. So now let's switch gears from the NFL to the NBA and I will show how it's exactly scripted the same exact way. For example, so again, someone I used to look up to and I thought was cool, but now I see that he's an actual fraud. LeBron James, right? Tell me if you think this is a coincidence. So LeBron James, whose nickname is King James, he was the first player and the first team, him and the Cavs were the first team to come back from down 3-1 in the NBA Finals. Did you happen to notice that LeBron James, who is nicknamed King James, he won that championship. Game seven was played on the real King James's birthday. The real King James was born on June 19th, 1566. So this code and this gematria that they follow, yes, this is biblical. And I will get to all the biblical and the deeper meanings of gematria and why they're doing this. I'm just establishing some facts here of, again, is this a coincidence or not? And I'll explain who and why and how they're doing this. But again, they're following this biblical code of gematria that has been here through the Bible and it's been here for hundreds of years. So I will get to that and I will explain further. So, so again, King James won that that scripted championship coming back from 3-1 on June 19th, the real King James's birthday. That's when game seven was. And again, listen, that series, let me explain something to you. That playoff series right there, that finals, that's what made me love LeBron, honestly. Like I was like, whoa, like that comeback was fucking crazy. Like the block was crazy. Like that was the best series. Like he came back from nothing. Like that was sick. 
And I was fully believed it. Like, I thought it was dope. That's what made me like LeBron. And now I'm telling you with confidence that it's all a fraud and it's fake and it was scripted the whole way, okay? And so if you want proof of this again, go back and watch the last three minutes of that game seven of NBA Finals. It's the 2016 NBA Finals. When King James came back on the real King James birthday, just watch it. It's so obvious how they're just following a script. Steph Curry put up pretty much two bricks in the final couple minutes, in the final three minutes. The first time he had Kyrie Irving on him and he shot up a brick that didn't even hit the rim, it just hit the backboard and then later he has Kevin Love defending him which is an obvious mismatch and Curry puts him on skates as he usually should and then he chucks up another brick so you know you can just say oh Curry's not clutch but the honest truth is that those bricks it's not that he's not clutch they're following a scripted outcome and it's obvious okay and so again I want to show you how this is biblical so I just spoke about King James right LeBron James King James now I want to speak about Zion Williamson okay so think about that name Zion right this shit is biblical this goes back years and years hundreds of years this is scripted from years ago literally Zion and LeBron have been born and bred and scripted and planned to play in the NBA literally from their birth LeBron and Zion have been built and bred literally to play in the NBA and it sounds crazy but it's the truth this has been planned for hundreds of years these sports leagues the NBA the NHL they've been started hundreds of years ago and in these plans have been going on for hundreds of years. So Zion Williamson, right? Let's all remember when this season, so Zion Williamson was the number one pick in the NBA draft. And so the lottery, it, and it was known that he was going to be the number one pick. It was the whole season. Everyone knew it was tank for Zion. Zion's going to go to the Knicks. You know, who's going to get Zion? So everyone knew going into that, that year's lottery and that year's draft that Zion is going to be the number one pick. So again, tell me if you think this is a coincidence, just like King James winning it on the real King James birthday. Tell me if you think this is a coincidence. Zion Williamson, the lottery to see who was going to get the number one draft pick to get Zion was held on May 14th. And May 14th is also the same date of the establishment of Zion Israel. Again, tell me if you think this is a coincidence. The date that they had the lottery, May 14th, to see who was going to be picking and drafting Zion Williamson, that was on May 14th. And Zionist Israel was established on May 14th. So they, they had the lottery to see who was going to get Zion on the anniversary of the establishment of Zionist Israel. And so again, before I get to who is behind all of this and who is actually doing all this now, I have a huge example. And this is really the most current news of all. And this is going to be Kobe Bryant. So of course, I, I bet you figured I would speak about this. So let me now give you some examples about Kobe and also Kobe's death. And you can tell me if you think these are coincidences because yes, this Kobe death led me to Zach's page. This is what really had me thinking. This was one of the last pieces to me where I was thinking, you know, something is obviously amiss here. And once you wake up to it, it's pretty obvious. Okay, so now I'm actually going to get to some of the gematria and some of the numbers to give some examples. And the number is gonna be 41. But before I get to that, let's just go through the basic facts of this. So let's remember correctly here that Kobe Bryant is from Philadelphia. Okay, and so the night before Kobe's death in Philadelphia, King James, LeBron James, passes Kobe Bryant in Kobe's hometown of Philadelphia. He passes him on the scoring list. 
So let me just break this down for you that the Lakers play one game per season in Philadelphia. So that's a one in 82 chance that LeBron will pass Kobe in Kobe's hometown of Philadelphia. They only play one game per season there. Okay. LeBron James passes Kobe Bryant on the scoring list in Kobe's hometown of Philadelphia. The next day, Kobe Bryant dies in a helicopter crash. So again, ask yourself, is this a coincidence? That's what we've been programmed to believe, okay? And so now I'll speak a little bit about some of these numbers and 41. So Kobe Bryant died at age 41. And so let me explain something else to you and tell me, is this a coincidence? So Kobe Bryant died at age 41. When that helicopter took off, it was reported by all the mainstream media that it took off at 9.06 a.m. and that it crashed at 9.47 a.m. That's 41 minutes. Okay, and it also was reported that Kobe was always flying on an S-76 helicopter. So again, LeBron versus the 76ers passes Kobe Bryant. The next day, Kobe on the S-76 is dead at 41 after a 41-minute flight. Okay, whatever. So now let's get to some of these more 41s with Kobe's career and just show how the sports are involved with all of this. So everyone remembers that Kobe Bryant scored 60 points in his last NBA game, right? If you remember that, and if if you actually look at the stat line, the rest of his team put up 41 points in that game. He scored 60, the rest of his team put up 41. If you also remember the game where Kobe scored 81, legendary, right? Although it was a scripted game, that was also Kobe's 666th game of his career when he put up 81 points. So again, is that a coincidence? And I'll explain a little bit further. And if you want the meaning of 666, go listen to Zach. He'll explain it to you even further. So Kobe puts up 81 in his 666th career game. Also, if you look, the rest of his teammates put up 41 in that point. So everyone remembers Kobe's last game where he put up 60. The rest of his teammates put up 41. He's dead at 41. The length, as reported by all the mainstream media, was 41 minutes of his helicopter ride that killed him. When he put up 81, the rest of his team put up 41. When he put up 60, the rest of his team put up 41. Also in that game where he put up 60, the last buckets that Kobe gets before he goes to the free throw line, guess who's defending him? Number 41. And finally, the last proof that you need go look at when kobe walked off the floor for the last time the clock is stopped at 4.1 seconds that's a fact go check it out everything i just said is a fact go check the stat line and the box score for when kobe put up 60 when kobe put up 81 the rest of his teammates put up 41 he's dead at 41 41 was covering him on his last buckets and he walked off the court with 4.1 seconds left on the clock so again you tell me is that a coincidence if you want more numbers those are just some of the numbers right there okay and again this predictive programming that i mentioned you know i shouldn't even have to mention this but again did you notice how there's that cartoon the legends of chamberlain heights where kobe bryant dies in a helicopter crash in that episode and did you also happen to notice that there was that nike movie with with kobe bryant and kanye west and at the top of the movie poster it says you lose this road game you don't go home and that's exactly what happened the lakers lost that road game in philly and also just one more thing about sports you know in kobe's last game when he's walking off the court you hear the announcer say you couldn't have written this yeah you're right you couldn't have written this but they did that's exactly what they did they wrote this shit it was a perfect script and that's why announcers always 
always say that you couldn't have scripted this because they literally are scripting this. And so now I'm going to kind of shift gears in a sense to this entertainment and show how entertainment is involved in this as well. So I will use Kobe to shift gears. So also the same day that Kobe Bryant died at 41, the Staples Center where Kobe played his entire career with the Lakers was also hosting the Grammys that same exact night. So again, this just shows how the entertainment is perfectly synced up and involved with all this. So again, is that a coincidence that, is it a coincidence that the same night that the Grammys are being hosted at the Staples Center where Kobe played his entire career? So again, think about this span of two days of what's going on here and, and tell me if you think this is a coincidence. LeBron passes Kobe Bryant in Kobe Bryant's hometown of Philadelphia. The next day, Kobe Bryant dies in a helicopter crash. Oh, and where Kobe played his entire career, the Staples Center, that same night, they're hosting the Grammys at that same place. So again, is that a coincidence? You tell me. And so now I will show how the Grammys and the entertainment are involved with this as well. So the Grammys were at the Staples Center. By no coincidence, this was all scripted. Kobe played his entire career at the Staples Center. That's where the Grammys are this year. I'll use Kobe and the Grammys now to kind of shift gears and show how entertainment is involved with all of this. So if you stuck around this long, keep sticking with me. I'm going to give even more examples of just how this all goes on. And I will get to how and why and who is doing this and exactly how and why. Um, but I think I'll keep going with some more examples here. One word to kind of explain why and how this is all going on to keep in mind throughout all of this is the word sacrifices. That's kind of the initial why and how of why this is all going on. So sacrifices, I will explain further, but keep that in mind as I move forward, sacrifices. And so now as I shift gears to this entertainment part and show how it's all connected, the one person that I want to speak about and show how he's actually involved and connected, you probably would not have guessed this initially, but yes, this is my, used to be my guy, but Meek Mill, yes, I'm going to show how he is actually a big player and an important part with all of this and with this script, okay? And so Meek Millie, let's think about it. So speaking of the Grammys, Meek Millie, let's think about it. So Meek performed at the Grammys, part of the, the huge tribute to Nipsey Hussle and Kobe Bryant. So again, it was just so perfect that of course, you know, they're going to be at the Staples Center. They can honor Nipsey, who got taken out. Yes, he's part of this as well. They're all connected. All of this, it's a huge network of people. All of these celebrities from the pro sports to the actors to the entertainment, they're all connected. And they're all in marriages with each other. And certain ones are arranged and you know what i'm saying it's a huge network they're all in marriages and they're all connected together and it's all one big script in a sense okay so meek millie performs at the grammys the song he performs is letter to nipsey right and also keep in mind so kobe's from philadelphia so is meek mill i will explain how intertwined it all is and and why so many different parts are intertwined but i feel like i'll just give a few more examples and then i'll explain the how and the why meek performs at the grammys Grammys, he performs Letter to Nipsey. And then after the Grammys is when that song Letter to Nipsey releases on all the platforms on Apple Music, everything like that. So I'm going to speak about Meek and that song Letter to Nipsey. And then I'm also going to speak about Meek 
Timberlake's newest song, that song Believe with Justin Timberlake. So first, let me go through Letter to Nipsey. So keep this in mind that Meek literally was physically at the Grammys. He was performing there live and they performed Letter to Nipsey and then it drops at midnight right after the Grammys. The first line of the song is, I just left your viewing at the Staples Center. And then like the symbols or the beat like slaps real hard, like right after like, so I just left your viewing at the Staples Center. I want you to think about this for a second. So Meek literally, so what I'm trying to show to you is that the Grammys and the Super Bowl and all of this, this is what they, this is what's used to like display all this and put it right in front of our faces. And we don't realize that we think it's all coincidences, but that's what we have to actually wake up and actually understand the truth. So they use the Grammys, they use the Super Bowl and they use the Super Bowl halftime to do all this and to put all this on display. And so what I'm explaining to you is that while Meek's song is a letter to Nipsey, it's also a letter to Kobe as well. So Nipsey Hussle had his actual viewing at the Staples Center months ago. So that's what Meek is initially speaking about when he says, I just left your viewing at the Staples Center. But there's also a double meaning to it because they were honoring Nipsey at the Grammys. So yes, they did have a viewing for Nipsey at the Staples Center months before, but this was also a viewing for him, a public viewing for the entire world to see. They were honoring him there. So yes, it wasn't the official one, but what I'm saying is that there's a double meaning. And he's also talking about Kobe saying, I just left your viewing at the Staples Center. And again, that's why this dropped the night of the Grammys and right after. And again, they honored Kobe and Nipsey at these Grammys. And again, the beat hits so hard when they say Staples Center, that's not a mistake. And when you listen to the song Letter to Nipsey, when you hear the beat before any words are even said, it literally sounds like they're saying Kobe in the background or Kobe Bean because Kobe's middle name is Bean. His name is Kobe Bean Bryant. If you listen, it literally sounds like Kobe Bean. Like literally it's like Kobe. They're literally saying Kobe and Bean. Listen to it, you'll hear it. You know what I'm saying? Just listen to the background. So whatever. So I think that's what it is. And it honestly just shows that Meek is not who he says he is. And I'm going to prove that even further through his song Believe. So I'm getting real close to explaining, you know, who and why all this goes on. You know, again, keep in mind the sacrifices. And th this is something else I want you to keep in mind that I'm just going to put out there. Keep in mind that Meek Mill for months when Nipsey Hussle was dead, Meek changed his Instagram uh, picture to a picture of Nipsey Hussle. And just think about LeBron James right now, his Instagram is a picture of Kobe Bryant and his daughter. And keep in mind the sacrifices because the code that these people live by, that's what needs to go on is sacrifices in order for all of this to go on. Some are voluntary. Almost all of them are voluntary. So I'll explain. I guess I'll just explain it right now before I even go any further. So the way that these people follow the code is that there needs to be sacrifices. So I mentioned King James and Zion. So pretty much Kobe Bryant, before LeBron can go to the Lakers and be the next star there and really be the next Kobe, because that's what's about to happen and what's already happening. And if you haven't already noticed, the Lakers, it's pretty obvious they're going to win the NBA championship this season. Um, the Lakers will go to the NBA finals and they will win it. As far as I'm concerned, it's pretty obvious to me. So what needs to occur first is the first legend needs to go. This is the code that these people follow. And so there requires sacrifice before they can move forward. So again, same thing with Zion Williamson. He's now the newest star of the NBA. So it's only fitting that, you know, this was the year he was coming into the league. They get rid of Kobe Bryant, the old star. It's out with the old, in with the new. This is the code that these people live by. LeBron James passes Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant is sacrificed away, whether he's really dead or not, because we're going to speak about that too, because my energy is honestly telling me that 
there's a chance Kobe could honestly be alive because there's a chance that they also could fake their death as the sacrifice as well because death sells. You notice now every single sports league is speaking about Kobe Bryant. Everyone's talking about the Lakers. That's exactly why the Lakers will go to the finals and win it this year because it's scripted that way. They're getting everyone now focused back on NBA. That's exactly what happened with Kobe passing. For the rest of the year, every sports and every single thing is speaking about Kobe. So that's exactly what goes on. So keep in mind the sacrifices. I'll explain a little bit further. So, but again, LeBron changes his eye, his his low his Instagram picture, his profile picture to Kobe and Gianna Bryant. And Meek Mill had a picture of Nipsey for a very long time. And so before I get to Meek Mill's song Believe with Justin Timberlake, I'll actually speak a little bit more about sacrifices as well. Because if you look at Meek Mill's career, his career is actually full of sacrifices. And when I say these sacrifices, which I will explain, you know, it's not always a murder sacrifice or a blood sacrifice, as these people call it. It's not always a blood sacrifice. It could be, you know, a faked death or it could just be other, you know, sacrifices. For example, you know, Meek's career is full of is full of sacrifices. He lost that that uh, beef to Drake. He went to jail multiple times. He had the breakup with Nicki Minaj. Meek has been in the news a lot lately um, for fighting with Nicki Minaj and like everything like that. So Meek's career is actually full of sacrifices, losing the Drake beef, having to go to jail several times, drama with Nicki Minaj. Oh, and by the way, also notice another sacrifice that I forgot. Think about Meek Mill, another chain that he wears. So he has Nipsey Hussle on his chain. He had Nipsey Hussle as his profile picture. The other person he has on his chain is Lil Snoop. Again, a sacrifice. This is not a coincidence. Okay, and so I'm going to explain. Again, Meek's career was full of sacrifices and wins and losses. That's his whole thing is setbacks. The losses lead you to wins. This is by design, okay? So so let's get to the song Believe by Meek Mill and Justin Timberlake. Before we get into the details of this song Believe, I want you to now look at the or picture in your mind. Imagine the album art for this song Believe with Justin Timberlake and Meek. There's that picture of the clouds, and then there's also the prayer card in the top right. So again, I said earlier how this was biblical. These people follow stuff that goes back as old as the Bible. You know, this is biblical, okay? Let's take a look, a little bit of a closer look at this album art for this song, Believe, and let's look at that Bible verse. Okay, and so there's clouds on this album art, which look really familiar. I'll point that out the where I believe I've seen that before in just a moment. And there's that little prayer card in the top right, which says, Believe, Meek Mill featuring Justin Timberlake, Dream Chasers 2020. Then this Bible verse that's pictured is actually from Luke 21, 25 to 28. I will read you this verse in three different forms. The two that I will provide to you first are what's actually written on the album art. The second is what comes in the music video. And third, I have my Bible here and I will read you the actual verse straight from the Bible. So... First, I'll say what's on the album cover. Again, I'm going to read this in three different variations, but this is what's written on the album art. This is going to explain exactly where we are in the Bible and where we actually are as a people 
on earth and in the universe. So Meek is really telling us a lot in this song and just himself in general. He's letting us know exactly what's going on in a sense. So again, on this album art, there will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. On the earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. People will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads, because your redemption is coming. Luke 21, 25 through 28. So that's what's on the album art. In this music video, which I'm going to get to in a second, a woman reads this verse. So I'll get to the, I'll go through the music video before I read it. So now reading the album art, that just gives you a sense of, you know, what this song is kind of like and what it's really telling us. You know what I'm saying? Beyond just what it's telling us. So I'm going to go through the lyrics of the song and then I'm going to go through the music video of this and then I will read from the Bible and explain exactly what it all means. And I will really kind of wrap this up and put it all together and kind of give you more answers to what I've given you. If you've stuck around this long, I'm super hyped because keep sticking with me. I'm gonna pull it together using God's word and reading from the Bible. So, so some important lyrics from this song. Meek mentions when your bank account 20 mil and your house up on a hill. So I'll get back to that 20 mil in just a second. So keep that in mind. He says, thank God you believe. Make sure you pray when you kneel. Here's a line that's really important. Meek says, my bank account, it was on super zero. Ain't never panic, I'm a superhero. And there's a long pause after that. And I'm gonna go through these multiple times. I'm just gonna establish it and get it in your mind first. And then I'll go through each one of these. Then Meek says, when God turned the heat up on me, he said, you De Niro. Let's play it smart because we ain't playing checkers. This is chess. Play your pawns. So these people are stacking the chessboard in their favor using the sports, the entertainment, and they're playing chess and they're playing God using this code of gematria and using all these celebrities. Sit back like a king when they move, make your mark. Say, I believe in myself. Laws of attraction, you just think I'm rapping. I'm just putting out the energy so I can grab it. Take note of that grab it line. We are going to get to this in just a minute. Everything that's in my memory that I imagined, it's finally here, 100 million in a year. Pay attention to that 100 mil. We're going to get to that in just a second. And then in the music video, again, to paint this. Oh, and then there's the outro. As I lay me down to sleep, pray the Lord my soul to keep. Fallen ones, rest in peace. Please, God, watch over me. That's the outro. So now real quick to go through the music video. So there's gray and black used in this. Meek is wearing black and white. And so I'm really just going to show how, and again, I spoke of this in my Mac Miller episode, how they use demonic imagery in these music videos purposely. The white and the black that Meek is wearing is demonic. He's speaking about this chessboard. The The people that are behind this follow this chessboard and, and it's important to them. So that's why they're using this and this imagery in this video. So I'm just going to pretty much go through the music video and give you what you should pay attention to to be aware of this demonic stuff that goes on in these music videos. Again, I spoke of this in my Mac Miller episode. So at one minute and 44 seconds in, Meek gives the demonic hand sign. And again, a lot of these signs, these hand signs that we do and that we've been trained to do, we don't even realize that they're actually demonic. When 
Meek puts up his two fingers like that, it's actually demonic. That's at 144. And then at 225, Meek says that superhero line. And then at 230, it shows it shows this woman shaking her head, like saying like, eh, or nah, like he's really not. She's reading from the Bible and she shakes her head like, eh, when Meek says he's a superhero. So let me explain this for you. The line is, my bank account, it was on super zero. A never panic, I'm a superhero. And then a long pause. And right when Meek says that, it shows this woman shaking her head, like saying like, eh, or nah, like he's really not. And I'll explain why that's important in just a moment. At 335, it shows Meek uh, holding up his chains, which has the one eye, the seeing eye on it, which I spoke of in my Mac Miller episode. Then at four minutes to 405, it starts this demonic outro where again, they're saying, as I lay me down to sleep, pray the Lord, my soul to keep fallen ones, rest in peace, please God watch over me. So the fallen ones, again, think about this. This is biblical. And again, these sacrifices that we're going to talk about 409, it shows JT and Meek both demonic looking at 413, please God. It shows uh, Meek's chains and the one eye chain at 420 to 422, demonic looking Meek at 437 demonic meek at 430 is when this woman starts reading from the bible and now i will read to you exactly what she says from this bible verse so that's at 430 she starts reading and now from the video she reads which is a little bit different than what's on the album art and what's in my bible but it says there will be signs in the sun moon and stars on the earth nations will be in anguish at the roaring and tossing of the sea People will faint from terror, apprehensive of what will come of the world. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift your heads because your redemption is coming. So that's the music video. And now I will explain what it all means using the Bible that's in this video and in this song. And I'll go back through the lyrics again and explain what they all mean. But first, now let me go to the Bible. So again, this is Luke 21, and I'm gonna start at Luke 21, five. This is really exactly where we are in the world and where we are in the Bible. And that's exactly why Meek chose from Luke 21, that verse to put, you know, on the song, in the music video, on the album art, everything like that on the cover art. Okay, and so really before I before I start reading these different Bible verses, I really just want to say that where I'm at now is, you know, I was mistaken in using, you know, LeBron and Meek as people to use, you know, use what they were saying and what they were doing to try and spread God's word. But I was completely wrong and mistaken in that. And now I see that, yes, moving forward, I'm going to be spreading God's word from where it's meant to be spread and doing God's work, how it's meant to be done by spreading God's word through reading the Bible. So moving forward, you know, instead of using Meek Mill captions and Meek Mill lyrics to do God's work and follow God's plan, now I'm using God's actual word right here to spread God's work and to do God's plan. So again, so starting with this episode, you know, and moving forward, I am going to be reading from my Bible. So I will mention, you know, that this this is not and this does not have to be religious. You know, I'm open and, and loving to every human being, no matter what you believe and what you follow and what your religion or anything actually is. So for me, you know, this is just about spreading God's word. And, you know, you don't have to be religious to hear these readings and learn stuff from them. So, um, you know, of course, if this does offend your religion, I do apologize for that. But for many, you know, I hope that you're just open to these readings because I'm open to everyone and everything in life. So, 
you know, I'm just trying to be a good person above anything else. You know, it's not about, you know, anything religious. It's about me being the best person I can be and spreading God's word and doing God's work and following God's plan. So that's really just my approach. I have an incredibly open approach. And again, I think this will be good for a lot of people to hear God's words and these readings moving forward. So so this is something that I will do for this episode. And to me, it feels like I likely will be doing this again on this series. But you know, again, this is my first time. So with all that being said, I'm going to start with Luke 21. And I'm going to read uh, Luke 21, 5, 7, 25 and 29. And so again, this is really going to paint the picture of exactly where we are in the Bible and where we are in the world, like, as a collective as humans, like where the earth is and where the world is in the Bible. And this is exactly why Meek uses this Luke verse on the album art and in the music video of this music video. It's not by mistake. So again, here's Luke 21.5. When some were speaking about the temple, how it was adorned with beautiful stones and gifts dedicated to God, he said, as for these things that you see, the days will come when not one stone will be left upon another, all will be thrown down. So just keep that in mind. Now here's Luke 21.7 signs and persecutions. They asked him, teacher, when will this be? And what will be the sign that this is about to take place? And he said, beware that you are not led astray for many will come in my name and say, I am he and the time is near. Do not go after them. When you hear of wars and insurrections, do not be terrified for these things must take place first, but the end will not follow immediately. Then he said to them, nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes and in various places, famines and plagues, and there will be dreadful portents and great signs from heaven. But before all this occurs, they will arrest you and persecute you. This will give you an opportunity to testify. So make up your minds not to prepare your defense in advance, for I will give you words and a wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to withstand or contradict. You will be hated by all because of my name, but not a hair of your head will perish. By your endurance, you will gain your souls. And so here we are now finally with Luke 21:25. So this is where it all starts for the album art for Meek Millie and this song Believe. This is what they're talking about in the music video and on the album art. So here we go. This is, this is the coming of the Son of Man. There will be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars, and on the earth distress among nations confused by the roaring of the sea and the waves. People will faint from fear and foreboding of what is coming upon the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to take place, stand up and raise your heads because your redemption is drawing near. And now the final verse from Luke that I will read comes right after that, the lesson of the fig tree. Then he told them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. As soon as they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know that summer is already near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. 
So you might be wondering, what does all that mean? So that tells us exactly where we are again in the Bible. This is where we are because they asked him, teacher, when will this be and what will be the sign that this is about to take place? And he said, be aware that you are not led astray for many will come in my name and say, I am he and the time is near. Do not go after them. When you hear of wars and insurrections, do not be terrified, for these things must take place first, but the end will not follow immediately. Then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes, and in various places famines and plagues, and there will be dreadful portents and great signs from heaven. So again, think about what's going on in the world right now. There's actually earthquakes going on. And think about it, great plagues and this coronavirus. So again, when I spoke at the end of 2019 in episodes 24 and 25, I was talking about what 2020 will be like. And I even said that the energy shift that's going on actually has the power to affect politics and and things of that nature. And if you notice, as soon as 2020 started, there was all that talk about World War III. And this says nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. World War III, there will be great earthquakes and in various places, famines and plagues, just like this coronavirus and everything like that. There will be dreadful portents and great signs from heaven. So that's exactly where we are in the Bible. And he said, Be aware that you are not led astray, for many will come in my name and say, I am he, and the time is near. Do not go after them. So that's exactly, unfortunately, what Meek is actually doing. So, yes, it's true what I'm saying is I never thought that I'd be exposing LeBron, Russell Wilson, and Meek Millie all in the same episode as frauds, but that's actually the truth. Meek Mill is actually a false prophet, and he's not... He's claiming to be he and he's warning of this but in a mockery way not in the true way he's being disingenuine and so that's exactly what's going on and i was actually falling for that and i was under that you know i i thought that meek was the greatest and what was inspiring me he is not a superhero he's and again i'm going to get back to the song and show how he's doing this with that being said i will read one more verse from the bible today for this episode and that is going to come from the book of isaiah so this will give a lot more clarity into what i'm speaking about with meek claiming to be something that he's not so now let me go to the book of isaiah and so i will just read some words from this is isaiah 57 Okay, and this reading is called Israel's Futile Idol Tree. So, idol tree, think about this. This is what's going on, and this is what I was even falling under the spell of and not realizing it. And this is what's this is the reason for the sports heroes or supposed heroes and the entertainers, they're false idols. It's futile idol tree, and we mistakenly are falling for it, but not anymore. Now, we're seeing through this lie that they're all putting up, that they're not who they say that they actually are. And so now it's important to, you know, especially for me and for anyone that wants to fix this is to grow your relationship with God, not grow your relationship with Meek and with these entertainers because they're not who they say they are. So here we go. I'll explain a little bit further. This this will say it all. This is this is Isaiah 57, Israel's futile idol tree. So I'll just read one part of this verse um, from Isaiah 57, Israel's futile idol tree. 
and it's line 12. I will concede your righteousness and your works, but they will not help you. When you cry out, let your collection of idols deliver you. The wind will carry them off. A breath will take them away. But whoever takes refuge in me shall possess the land and inherit my holy mountain. Let me read that again. I will concede your righteousness and your works, but they will not help you. When you cry out, let your collection of idols deliver you. The wind will carry them off, a breath will take them away, but whoever takes refuge in me shall possess the land and inherit my holy mountain. So pretty much to explain, this is about futile idolatry. So Meek Mill is actually really a false idol. So it's not... It's not saying like, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't idolizing and worshiping Meek as a god, but by me listening only to Meek Mill music and, and bumping that all the time and not reading the Bible, pretty much how this works is you grow your relationship with yourself, with other people, and with God. And you work on your relationship with God through prayer and through reading the Bible and reading God's word. And so that's what I didn't realize is that I was spending so much time listening to Meek Mill instead of, you know, reading God's word and really finding out the true meaning of this stuff. So it's not that I was actually worshiping Meek as a god, but I was falsely painting these people as, you know what I'm saying, like, and and really just following them. So that's really what's what's going on here. And again, Luke, the readings from Luke are warning of this, that there will be great signs and that people are saying, yes, I am he. Like, And so think about this song. This song is called Believe. Like, Meek's not saying, oh, believe in himself and Meek as a god, but he's he's pushing the wrong narrative with this. And I'll explain. So again, Meek Mill says, thank God you believe. Make sure you pray when you kneel. And again, my bank account, it was on super zero. A never panic, I'm a superhero. So again, this is false idolatry. Meek is saying he's a superhero. And that's why they show the woman, the older woman reading from the Bible, shaking her head saying like, nah, because he's not a superhero. He's a false idol. Same thing with LeBron, a false hero. He's not a true hero. They're disingenuine. They're not telling the truth about these scripted events and these scripted lyrics, these scripted events and these scripted lies and rituals and sacrifices that are all going on. I'm going to get back to the sacrifices. And this is the thing. And, and Meek always talks about God. These people always talk about God. That's the ultimate mockery. And that's how it's so easy to get lost in it. You think that these people are prophets and speakers of God, but they're not. They're false prophets. And they even speak about God. He says, when God turned the heat up on me, he said, you De Niro. So these people will talk about God, but they're not doing God's work. They're pushing a different narrative, a sinister, evil narrative. Meek even has a line in here, say, I believe in myself. So he's telling someone to say, I believe in myself. Yes, you should believe in yourself and trust in yourself, but you also need to believe in God or you should believe in God. You know, I think that's what God's trying to tell us is that it's best to believe in God. So Meek is pushing again, not to say believe in Meek, but he's saying, I, say, I believe in myself. So he's telling people to just worship and and only care about themselves. And you should care about yourself, but you also should care about others. And that's the work of God is being a, a person for yourself, but also for others as well and helping other people and doing God's work and following God's plan. So it's not about believing in yourself. It's about believing in God. And then he'll give you the strength to believe in yourself. So I just think that's what Meek is saying. And now I'm going to stay with Meek and stay with the song Believe It. But now I'm going to shift gears and kind of explain how this ritual sacrifice 
goes on in these rituals. So again, Meek's career has been full of sacrifices with losing Lil Snoop, losing the battle, the beef in the battle with Drake, drama with Nicki Minaj, going to jail several times, right? Now what I'm going to warn you about is that everything with Meek Mill is not as it seems, in addition to what I've already said. And just how I said that, Kobe Bryant pretty much. So again, with these sacrifices, again, Kobe Bryant had to go down before LeBron could be the next king of the Lakers. And so now Meek Millie, in this in this song, he's talking about laws of attraction. You just think I'm rapping. I'm just putting out the energy so I can grab it. Everything that's in my memory that I imagine, it's finally here, 100 million in a year. So if Meek has plans, I'm going to get back to this 100 million in a year. So if Meek has plans to make 100 million in a year, he'll have a pretty good career. But the way that these people follow this code, in order for him to pop off, someone will have to be sacrificed. So... I'm going to tell you now to keep your eye on Meek Mill because he's about to pop off. He's telling us, and I'm going to explain how Meek warned about this back on Dream Chasers 1 back in 2011. I'll get to that in a second. Now let's get to Dream Chasers 1 from 2011, and I'll show how everything is not what Meek says that it is. And what he's rapping about on this song, Believe... He actually rapped about back on Dream Chasers 1 in 2011. So again, at the end of the song, Believe, Meek says, Laws of attraction, you just think I'm rapping. I'm just putting out the energy so I can grab it. Everything that's in my memory that I imagine, it's finally here, 100 million in a year. So I'm going to show how he spoke about these two things specifically before and how the sacrifice is synced up with it. So now I will go to Dream Chasers 1 and I will go to the song Won't Stop, okay? So here we go. Meek Millie says on this song, Success is in my arm reach. I can see it right there. I just got to grab it, but I'm stuck in traffic. So he says grab it in 2011 on Dream Chasers 1 on Won't Stop. And then also on Meek Millie's song with JT in 2020, song called Believe, he says, laws of attraction, you just think I'm rapping. I'm just putting out the energy so I can grab it. He says grab it both times. Okay. Perhaps it's a coincidence. You tell me. Back on Won't Stop years ago, he says, I never thought I'd see the day my dreams coming alive. When I was locked inside a cell, I had a run-in with God. He told me never look back. I never known him to lie. So I did it. I got with it, started grinding and shining, had to take a sacrifice and have no time for the crying. Like, let's get it. Now I got it and I'm living my life. They throw in shade because I live in the light. So Meek says sacrifice. We're going to get to that. Okay. And then Meek says at the end of this song, another important line. If they can make a hundred million, I can too. So there's that hundred million. So on the song won't stop. He says grab it and 100 million and then on the song believe almost a decade later in 2020 meek is saying grab it and 100 million and so now what i'm proposing to you and some more truth that i will put out there so again this is what i'm saying is that meek millie's career was full of sacrifices and back then on won't stop he was talking about taking sacrifices he was talking about grab it and 100 million and now in 2020 meek saying laws of attraction you just think i'm rapping i'm just putting out the energy so i can grab it Everything that's in my memory that I imagine, it's finally here, 100 million in a year. So to me, what he's referencing is everything that's in my memory that I imagined, it's finally here, 100 million in a year. And back on Dream Chasers 1, which again, Dream Chasers 1, this is like when Meek's actual brand began to build. Yeah, of course, he had the Flamers mixtapes and a bunch of mixtapes before this, but... 
You know, his first album was Dreams and Nightmares. His first, this mixtape is Dream Chasers, you know. So this is when it was all happening, the sacrifices. And again, so he's talking about sacrifices in 2011. He's talking about 100 million in 2011. He's talking about Grab It in 2011. 2020, after Snoop is gone, he's had so many sacrifices in his career. Nipsey is gone. He changed his profile picture to Nipsey. He wears the Nipsey chain. He has the Snoop chain. He's gone through a bunch of sacrifices in his career to get to where he is. And he's not finished yet because he's talking about 100 million in a year. So again, someone let me know because I might be mistaken. Perhaps Meek made 100 million this past year and I'm not aware of it. But if I'm not mistaken, at the beginning of this song, Meek says, when your bank account 20 mil and your house up on a hill. And if you look up Meek's net worth, he's right around 20 mil. Um, so to me at the end of the song, he's talking about a hundred million in a year to me. What he's saying is in this next year, I'm about to either reach a hundred million or make a hundred million in this just one year. So to me, he's predicting exactly what's going to happen. And again, he predicted this back in 2011. So if everything I'm saying is true, that Meek is about to pop off and make a hundred million. What I'm also saying is that it won't come without another sacrifice. And before, just like how LeBron Before he could be the next great Laker and he could be the next great legend like Kobe Bryant was, Kobe had to go down. So now before Meek Millie can become the next legend and go off, a current legend will have to go out. Who is that going to be, you might ask? I do believe I know who that's going to be, and I'll say it right here. The person that you need to keep an eye on, in addition to Meek Mill and in correlation and in connection with Meek Mill, is, yes, I'm about to say it, Lil Wayne. And again... This is someone that I thought was great before. However, he's an old legend. And again, think about the album that Lil Wayne just released. That's called Funeral. So keep your eye on Wheezy for Meek Millie. And so you might be wondering, okay, Rye, why do you say Lil Wayne? Why Wheezy and Meek? I'll explain it. So again, Lil Wayne just had the album called Funeral. But in addition to that, if you watch Meek Mill's interview with Charlemagne, The one that he just did. This isn't a breakfast club. This is Meek Mill and Charlemagne. I believe it was at the very end of 2019. I watched the interview one time when it first came out. I watched it from start to finish. I believe it's called A Conversation Between Champions, Meek Mill and Charlemagne. In this interview, Meek says how he's trying to be something along the lines. Again, I didn't go back and get the exact quote because I I watched this before, but this isn't a direct quote, but along the lines of, he says, I want to be the next Lil Wayne. He mentions Lil Wayne specifically by name. And he's saying like, he wants to be the next Lil Wayne. And like, he says like, catch a wave for like 10 years and just be on everything and like be on every hit. Like that's what he says. So that's why I say you got to watch Lil Wayne because just like Kobe, you know, like Kobe retired a few years ago in in 2016, I believe was his last season. Lil Wayne, you know what I'm saying? He's been on the way out. He just dropped this album, Funeral, you know what I'm saying? So watch Meek Millie and watch Lil Wayne because I believe that will be the legend that goes down so that Meek can move forward. And again, I spoke about this, you know, on episode 18 of this series, What Really Happened to Mac Miller. I spoke about this because I said how... These people live by going through sacrifices. And I also said how before Diddy popped off, you know, uh, Biggie Smalls went down and then Tupac was down. You know what I'm saying? Like Diddy and Diddy and Meek are super tight. Diddy's the same shit, bro. Like he's a sellout. Meek's a sellout. They're frauds and they're honestly puppets for what goes on behind the scenes. And they're corrupt, honestly. So Diddy is corrupt. Meek is corrupt. LeBron, you know what I'm saying? Like they can't be trusted. They really can't. 
And again, it's the same thing that goes on. And Diddy performed at the Grammys after Biggie was gone wearing the all white and like dancing around like, you know what I'm saying, bro? It's so obvious. So again, watch Meek Mill, watch Lil Wayne. I do believe that Meek is telling us exactly what's about to go on with not only the world by quoting that Luke verse in this song, but also by him saying 100 million and grab it and, and what he spoke about back on Won't Stop. So I believe that you should watch Lil Wayne, um, watch Meek Mill, watch Lil Wayne. You know, Meek is not who he says he is and he's not who I thought he was. And so, you know, I'm really going to kind of now start to wrap this episode up. Everything that I didn't get to and I didn't explain enough of in this episode, I will be elaborating on further in my next episode. This was just to kind of get this message of truth out there. And then I'm going to explain a lot further in my next episode how we can combat this initially. And then also, again, just why this is all going on and, and who and why and how. I'm going to kind of slowly start to wrap this up. Again, um, just another point about Meek Mill and these sacrifices. In this song, Letter to Nipsey, Meek also says, when I close my eyes, I see Snoop and I see you. So he's mentioning the two people that, you know, he sacrificed Snoop and he was part of the Nipsey one. Again, I think it wasn't just Meek that sacrificed Nipsey, but it was multiple people were in on that one. Nipsey was an important sacrifice for many people, which is how this always goes. These aren't just one for one sacrifices. This is this isn't just LeBron for Kobe. You know, it's like Zion played a part of it. You know, he was an important part. So multiple people benefit from huge, great deaths like this. So again, if it's Meek and Lil Wayne, like other people will pop off as well in addition to just Meek. But I think that you should watch those two, Meek and Lil Wayne. And again, Meek says, when I close my eyes, I see Snoop and I see you. Talking about Snoop and Nipsey, the two people he sacrificed. And again, Mac Miller's death was not a coincidence. I knew that before I even knew Gematria. That's what I'm saying is like, this truth, you don't even need Gematria. Like, I just spoke for a full episode about this, hardly even talking about Gematria. Like, that can help and that's the final key, but... A lot of this stuff, you don't even need the numbers. Like, I solved the whole Mac thing without even knowing Gematria or knowing the numbers. And also, I'm going to speak about Mac in my next episode, and I also probably will do a complete follow-up episode, What Really Happened to Mac Miller Part 2 eventually. It won't be nearly as long as the first one, and I ain't breaking down as many lyrics at all. I'll hardly even go through any lyrics, but I'll just do a follow-up since, um, since Circles came out. But I, I won't be breaking down lyrics or anything in that. It'll be a quick one. I'll just go through what I already knew and reiterate some points. So I will say real quick about Mac though, if you want to see how just they're all in on this and how they're all frauds, yeah, Mac Miller too, also a fraud. Bro, if you want to see this, like I said in that Mac Miller episode, episode 18, I was talking about his assistant, Sam Moda Vassal. If you want to see everything that I said and everything that I predicted to be true, all you have to do is watch the Hand Me Downs music video by Mac Miller. At four minutes and 30 seconds to four minutes and 50 seconds at the end of the music video, if you want to see who Mac's assistant was, this dude, Sam Moda Vassal, they show him and they show him. All right, in the end of my Mac Miller episode, I said how Sam Moda Vassal was an important part of Mac Miller's death and how, how Sam Motivassel likely was the one that sent out Mac Miller's final tweet and also Mac's final Instagram story. And with that being said, proof of this, you want absolute hardcore proof in addition to everything that I said in my episode about Mac Miller, that part's towards the end where I speak about Sam Motivassel the last hour. But if you want hardcore proof where Mac himself and Sam show their faces and show this and show that it's true, 
All you have to do is watch the Hand Me Downs music video by Mac Miller. At 4 minutes and 30 seconds to 4 minutes and 50 seconds, watch. They show Sam Modavassel recording Mac Miller's hands and them cracking up and laughing. They are showing exactly what happened. Sam Modavassel, after Mac was already dead, he sent out Mac's final tweet talking about So It Goes, and then he also put out the video on Mac's story of Mac's record player playing So It Goes. Oh, and by the way, Sam Modavassel is credited with vocals on the song So It Goes. So that's the proof right there, and if you needed another piece of proof, because honestly, I didn't need that shit. I figured that out way before Circles even dropped dropped bro i didn't even need that last album but in case you did need it in case you need a little bit more proof mac and sam so cleverly put that out there right for you to see so hand me downs music video mac miller four minutes and 30 seconds four minutes to fit and 50 seconds watch that it'll show you everything you need to know about mac miller sam motivassel and they are not who they say they are they are disingenuine and they are honestly frauds you know and again i knew this you know i didn't need the new album circles and again i'm gonna do a whole follow-up on Mac. I was wrong about one thing in that episode. I said buttons and programs would be on the new album, which I was completely wrong about that. But I also said what the album would be like, and I was exactly right. I said it would be the opposite of swimming. And let's think about that note that Mac Miller's quote-unquote family put out after the new album was about to drop. Circles, it says... This and Swimming, you know, two albums complementing each other and completing a circle. And so complementing each other, I said it would be the exact opposite. So I was right about that. You know, I was just wrong about the buttons and programs thing. That's about the only thing I was wrong about. Again, I'll do a whole follow-up episode. Oh, in addition to that, in that note that was written by his family, it says complementing each other. Like I said, the opposite of Swimming was Circles. I was exactly right about that. It also says completing a circle. If you listen to that last song on circles i believe it has the lyric i don't even bump that album to be honest with you i listened to it one time when it came out and then deleted it off my music but bro listen to that's the last song on the album of circles max says i'm looking for an open door something about a door and that's exactly what the first song on good am is called is doors bro because it's all a big circle the album good am the divine feminine swimming in circles was completed just like just like the note in the post from his family says completing a circle it was a four project thing mac knew exactly what was going on from day one from when he started good am he knew exactly how it would finish and he knew that circles would release after he was dead and that's why the last song on the album circle says about finding a door and mentioning a singular word for a door because he's talking about doors the first song on good am it's a perfect circle it goes all the way around and it's funny because ever since circles dropped every single day i see more views on my mac miller episode podcast episode and i can't help but wonder if people are just like wow like obviously like i can't believe i didn't realize this like think about this i put that i put that episode out three hours worth of information about mac miller and his death before swimming or before circles even came out you know i didn't even need that last album so i feel like now that people have the last one they're like all right he obviously knew what was going on but nevertheless it keeps getting more episodes so that just shows that people are to me, realizing that everything is not what these people say is going on. And, and these people, these Macs, these Meeks, these LeBrons, these Macs, these Meeks, these LeBrons are actually frauds and sacrificing people that they care about and sacrificing themselves all in the, in the name of fame and money. And it's pretty fucked up, honestly. But um, you know what I'm saying? So again, 
I'll do a full follow-up on Mac. I'll talk more about Mac in my next episode. But for right now, if you want, like, my work before this, before even knowing about Gematria, go listen to the Positivity Report, episode 18, What Really Happened to Mac Miller. I spoke about these sacrifices. I spoke about the entertainment industry. I spoke about Prince's death in that episode about Mac's death. You know, it's so obvious. And again... I spoke about Sam Motivassel not not being who he says he is and just being disingenuine and how he was in on it and how the proof was so obvious and him getting vocal credits on So It Goes and Mac Miller's last tweet being about So It Goes and Mac Miller's last Instagram story being about So It Goes and he got the vocal credits on So It Goes. And then again, go watch Hand Me Downs, the four minutes and 30 seconds to four minutes and 50 seconds. It's at the end of the music video. It shows Mac and Sam Motivassel and they're showing you everything you need to know about Mac's last Instagram story and Mac's last tweet. They're showing you exactly what they did and they're laughing about this shit because that's the messed up part about all this is the NFL, the NBA, the Mac Millers, the Meeks, the Nipsey Hustles, they're putting everything right in our face and we're actually not even realizing it. And I didn't even realize it for years and years, but you better believe the kid is fully awake now and aware of what's going on now. So you know what I'm saying? You could be the same way. Yeah, they had a hold on us for about 20 years, but now moving forward, this evil has nothing on us. And we're going to be speaking about this evil. This this is light versus dark. This is evil energy, but we're going to get to it, especially in my next episode. I'm going to get to who these people are, what they're doing, how they're doing it, and how we can combat this. Because once you see everything for how it really is, there's no stopping us. They can't stop our positive power. So that's kind of what I'm going to wrap this up with one more piece of information that I'll refer to you and I might put the link to this in the description of the episode as well is the story The Lottery. This is a short story from 1948 and it was written by Shirley Jackson and there's many short films and adaptations of this. You can watch I like the 1969 short film. It's it's 18 minutes long on YouTube. It's called The Lottery. So if you want to know about these sacrifices and what these people believe and and why they're cool with doing this and, and how it goes on, The Lottery explains it perfectly and I'll give you a hint. It's not about the lottery money-wise. It's about some Something else. It's about the sacrifices. So again, the short story, The Lottery, 1948 is the original Shirley Jackson story. 1969, there's a short film, 18 minutes. It's on YouTube. I remember watching it in school back in the day, and then I recently watched it again. So that explains why these people are cool with these sacrifices and, and why this network of people, this network of celebrities and superstar athletes are all connected and why they're cool with doing these sacrifices and, and staying in this. And one more point about the sports you know if you're wondering like nah like bro like I know people that play professional sports like I know people that made it to the league like there's no way well this is the thing is these people that work their whole lives to get to the NFL to get to the NBA to get to the NHL they make it there and they're going to be paid millions of dollars but then they find out right that it's scripted and that it's fake but they're still being paid millions of dollars they're still playing the sport that they grew up loving and worked their whole life to play they're still playing the games they're still playing nba football and nfl football but the outcomes and the endings are scripted so it's not what they always thought it was but that explains why they don't say anything or anything because they're still being paid millions of dollars and they're still playing the sport that they love. And again, these people are born into these families like they're being born and bred and raised to play in the NFL. Yes, some people make it that it wasn't scripted for them to get there, but then they see what it's like and they fall under it and they 
they're being paid millions of dollars to play the sport that they love. So that just kind of explains why people wouldn't be speaking out about this because one, they're all in a network with each other and two, they're all cashing out and making a lot of money and playing the sports that they love. So that's just the truth. All right. And so I was really kind of all over the place with this episode. My next episode is a must listen because I'm going to clean up everything I spoke about in this episode and kind of give a better explanation and kind of just more in depth about, again, who these people are, what we're up against and how we can defend it and defeat it, um, ultimately defeat it. So, so I'll cover and correct and get to anything I missed in this episode or anything I didn't elaborate enough of in my next episode. Really, in episode 24, I was talking about light and dark energy and I was like oh I might get to this at the end of the second season but here I am talking about this at the very start of my second season because this is incredibly important with what's going on in the world so this episode and then my next episode you know I'm going to be speaking about the light versus dark energy just knocking that right out at the beginning of this second season and then we'll move forward from here so I said I'd probably get to it at the end of the season but here we are at the beginning of the second season we're knocking it right out right now light versus dark energy this was a message to be heard by all but this was really kind of the intro and a warm-up for the light versus dark energy also spoke about the light and the dark energy in my episode 18 what really happened to mac miller and especially at the end of that episode in the final 10 minutes in the last eight minutes i speak about how we can actually combat this and i give a little bit of an intro there as well so that's episode 18 what really happened to mac miller the last eight minutes the final 10 minutes i speak about you know intro to this light versus dark my next episode i'll explain further and get into how we defeat this and more about who we're up against and what and why one more point about mac miller 30 seconds into that music video for hand-me-downs they show him and he has a bandage on his arm and again i don't know what that's about it could be like maybe he got a new tattoo but i don't know what that's about again i think that's predictive programming with indicating drug use i don't know what that's about but again that's the first 30 seconds of the video the hand-me-downs video and they show that a bunch of times so that's interesting you know what i'm saying like i don't know what that's all about but it just makes you think you know and so i'm really going to conclude this episode now again Go listen to my episode 18, What Really Happened to Mac Miller. Definitely listen to my next episode, Speaking About Light versus Dark Energy. And again, if you aren't convinced by my words, go go listen to Zachary Hubbard speak to you about Gematria. He will show you this code and give you all the numbers that you need to see. Um, so if you're not convinced by my words, go listen to Zachary Hubbard, Gematria Effect Sports. Go on YouTube, Gematria Effect Sports. Go on YouTube, Gematria Effect News. Google Zachary Hubbard. Click the links in the episode description, go to his blog, go to his website, go to his YouTube and allow him to explain the truth better and more in depth and with more details and with more concrete numbers and evidence than I provided today. Thank you for listening to this episode. I'm glad that I was able to read from the Bible and speak about God's word. Again, I likely am going to do this in the future again. So this is with all due respect to all religions. Um, you know, this is just with respect and positivity and love to try and, you know, be the best person I can be. So thank you for listening to my words. Thank you for allowing me to speak God's words to you. And again, listen to my next episode, Light versus Dark Energy. I'll, I will be tying up all the loose ends from this episode and cleaning this one up to have it make sense with my following episode and, and tying up all the loose ends and giving you all the details and all the answers that you need to know. Thank you for listening to this episode. 
This was intense, this was deep, and we covered a lot of truth, but if you made it to the end, I'm proud of you for hanging in there and listening to my words, and thank you for being strong and for listening to my words. So if you made it all the way through, the hardest is behind you, and now we're just going to keep speaking about this truth, keep speaking about being light workers and doing God's work and following God's plan and doing light work and combating this negative energy. So thank you for hanging in there. Zachary Hubbard calls people truth seekers and truth speakers, so if you made it through this episode, I think you're officially a truth seeker. I'm a truth speaker over here just looking to speak the truth to you. So thank you for hanging in there. Thank you for listening. And thank you for being strong enough to hear the truth and not run from it. Because not everyone made it this far. Not everyone faces this truth and can face it like you did. So thank you, truth seeker. This is a truth speaker. And thank you, Zachary Hubbard, for making me a truth speaker and making me a truth seeker and realizing that I always was a truth speaker. So thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you check out my next episode. Make sure you check out any of my previous episodes, my episode 18, What Really Happened to Mac Miller. You can find me and hit me up and tell me what's good on Instagram at WilsonRyan underscore underscore. If you want to speak about gematria, about whatever you thought about this episode. If you think I'm wilding out, let me know. I want to know. I know what I believe to be true. So I'm just hoping to open up the truth and open people's eyes and explain to them the truth. So if you want to speak to me, you want to reach me, you want to tell me something that's on Instagram is a great way to do that at Wilson Ryan underscore underscore. So thank you for listening. Make sure you check out my next episode. Make sure you check out my older episodes, my episode 18, What Really Happened to Mac Miller. You already know I'm going to catch you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode. Thank you for listening to my words. Thank you for allowing me to speak the truth to you. This is TPR. This is Ryan Wilson. Peace out.